Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. We're Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you all week? Ah, we started off the week shaking the Monday morning blues. With the Due Time crew As we talked about The young lady Who went on a Quote unquote Romantic getaway With a guy That she just started dating And once they were on the trip She realized mm-mm-mm, That he really was not Into her Yes Young lady Moved out to Barcelona, Spain Met a young man And uh, thought that it would be nice For them to go on a trip Well (laughs) uh, Once they started They stopped to get coffee And then she noticed that something Just wasn't right But uh no big deal, no big deal You know, I just thought she could kiss him But then gave that a second thought Well, as they kept going She noticed that he became less chatty And uh, tension started brewing When they were at lunch Or while they were at lunch And uh, didn't quite feel romantic anymore Well, the next night While they were at the hotel uh, At the restaurant That just didn't feel too right either Well, that kind of lasted the whole trip It just got worse and worse and worse And to the point where uh, She said uh, when they got back She just thanked him for the ride, wished him a good life, and uh, figured, yeah, he was just a little too polite to tell her that she 
you know, wasn't his type. He just wasn't into her. Now, I'm sorry, ladies. You know, we talk about this here on... uh, Sometimes we've just got to make sure we don't. We don't do things a certain way. We've been talking about this, I think, since the inception of its due time. You just can't pick up and make it happen with everybody. No. Come on. You're going to have to do things a little differently. You cannot. Why would you go on a trip with someone that uh, you didn't know? You know, she took a six-hour drive with this individual. And, you know, needless to say, that in and of itself was not the smartest move. You know, that's a quite a bit of way to be going with someone who you didn't know. What if he could not be trusted? You know, Pastor KL and I talked uh, quite a bit on this particular trip from a woman's perspective and a man's perspective. And I got to tell you, ladies, that her understanding and realizing that you know, he just wasn't into her. In all honesty, really was the best thing. Yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it could have turned out so much worse. So much worse. So, you know, I'm kind of grateful that she did even live to tell this story. I don't know if you remember... Maybe a month or so ago, we talked about the young lady who invited the guy to her house. Yeah, and he tried to kill her. So, and that was in her house. We're not even talking about a six-hour drive. We're not even talking about alone away in a place where... You didn't know anyone. No one would have really, really caught you missing if that's what happened. So, you know, again, in the grand scheme of things, the fact that he was not into her was really not all that bad. Not in comparison to what it could have been. All right? So come on, ladies. Let's get this thing together. And as a matter of fact, the males, too, because we've definitely done a few stories about men who allowed these women to lure them into some hotel or motel or to their home. And, you know, she uh, set him up. So it's a lot of things, a lot of things that we can do that's better. Okay? All right. Well, the switch with Shantice was in effect on Monday morning. Stop aiming to be the GOAT, greatest of all times. You ain't going to be the greatest of all times, necessarily. And 
it may not be something that God wants for you anyway. Now, not that you shouldn't be the greatest at what you do necessarily, but are we really aiming to do what God wants us to do? You know, when you know when we're doing things like that, most times we are not on the path that God wants us to be and trying to be the greatest is an achievement that, again, may not be on God's radar for you. But are you spending that kind of time? Are you spending that kind of time really aiming to be the greatest? Because let me tell you something. There's a million other people trying to do what you're doing. And if you're going to be the greatest at that particular thing, that's a lot of work. And it's a shame to think that you might be working on something that God does not want for you. So, I don't know. Go before the Lord and see what God wants for you. I do know that much. All right? But seek ye first the the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom of God and all its righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew six thirty three. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day rolled around and we talked about that movie. Oh yeah. The book of Clarence. That uh is Jay Z's baby that went into the box office and was quite a flop, unfortunately, for him. Yeah. Uh, it cost $40 million to make, and it didn't really even make uh, uh, $4 million hardly. Yeah. And let me tell you something. For a movie, that's very disappointing because, ooh, have you heard of some of the dollars that some of these movies can bring in? Mm. Well, listen, the bottom line is it was a biblical satire. Yeah. It was a uh, kind of like a spoof that was made about Jesus Christ, you know, uh, presenting, um, you know, not Jesus Christ, but Clarence. Presenting himself as Jesus Christ And uh, it didn't quite get the attention That Jay-Z and maybe some others thought That it would And we got to talking about why And one of the biggest reasons Could possibly be Because it did not even have the appeal You know, on the screen You know, some people looked at it and thought that it was not worth going to see. Now, Pastor Jeff actually went to see it, and he said that, surprisingly, it had some very important messages. And, you know, the uh, preview missed the mark. And, you know, we gather that maybe it missed the mark because you are not in it for God's message. No, and when you're out here trying to rally up people's money just for the money, 
but you don't want to send the message that maybe you can ultimately send if you don't want, you know, the right point to come across that maybe God would have wanted. Again, seek ye first the kingdom of God. What does God want? Not anybody that knows me knows. What does Pastor Steph say? Come on and say it with me. What does God say? What did God say? Yeah. And uh, Pastor Jeff, has mm, always got a story for us. So, you know, he definitely pulled one out of his arsenal that kind of helped to prove the point of when we are aiming for the dollars and not God's message. So that was a really interesting conversation that ensued on Tuesday unexpectedly. And uh, you might find it pretty interesting. Well, well, wow, Wednesday rolls around. And uh, our girl Vivian got our morning started with a socially conscious segment. And uh, she talked about the fact that uh, mm, Mayor Eric Adams is on the wrong side of this conversation one more time and I'm not even going to tell you what it was about. Nope, nope, nope. You will have to go back and listen to what was going on with him again this week. Yeah, he's always on the wrong side of the conversation these days. But the ladies did talk about idolatry. Mm Mm-hmm. And some of the things that uh, we get caught up in And one of the things would be relationships. How does relationships, you know, how do they make, you know, its way to the top of the list? In front of God. Mm, That's a good question. That's a good question. Especially when you've given your life to God first. Oh, now that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. And the other one that we talked about was approval. Yeah. Now, that, that that's another one that very easily makes itself number one as a priority in our life. And God goes sinking to the bottom of the list and approval, what other people say, feel, and think. Ah. Uh, is more important than what God has to say. Even you. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really nice conversation. Really nice conversation for a while Wednesday. Well, Therapeutic Thursday did not happen because Pastor Steph needed some therapy, wasn't feeling too well, did not have the energy that I needed to have to give you a top-notch show. So I kind of took the moment off, and thanks be to God, you know, I'm not feeling 100%, but I am feeling a lot better. So for those of you who wish me well, who prayed for me, I so thank you. Would not, could not be here without you and your words to the Lord about me. So thank you. Thank you so very much. Well... 
today is Freestyle Friday. Yes, and giving God thanks that we have made it. Mm. We made it to the end of the week. We made it to the last Friday of the month of January. 2024 can you believe we have gone through a month already wow well god is amazing he is quite amazing and whether he had to drag us pull us carry us whatever he had to do (sighs) thanks be to god he did thanks be to god he did so Come on and let's get this morning started. You're going to have to have, have to help Pastor Steph get through this morning. This seems like it's going to be a semi-rough one. But, you know, I got my prayer partners with me. So come on, let's get this done. Let's uh, go get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time where Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because I need you. We'll be right back. If you think dangerous blood clots can't happen to you, think again. Up to 900,000 men, women, and children are affected by blood clots each year, and about 100,000 die from them. Blood clots don't discriminate. You or a loved one could be at risk right now. The good news is blood clots can be prevented. Knowing the risks and symptoms are key. Major risks for blood clots include a family or personal history of blood clots, a recent hospitalization or surgery, pregnancy and cancer and its treatments. Symptoms of a blood clot in the legs or arms can include pain, swelling and skin that is warm to the touch, red or discolored. Symptoms of blood clots in the lungs include difficulty breathing, chest pain that worsens with a deep breath or a cough, coughing up blood and a faster than normal or irregular heartbeat. Speak with a doctor about your risk for blood clots and seek medical attention if you have any symptoms. On average, one person in the United States dies of a blood clot every six minutes. Don't let that be you or someone you know. Stop the clot. Spread the word. Learn more at stoptheclot.org slash spread the word. again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph, and it is Freestyle Friday. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Thank God that he has been so gracious to bring us through another week. Here we are at the end of the week, and uh, we're going to get this morning started. Okay, come on. Come on, take this journey with me. All righty? Well, you know I always try to give you some trivia on a Friday. And this week, they had a list of some 
movies, yes, these movies, they felt could be mm, converted to a stage play. Now, you might agree, you may not agree. If you can think of any, you know, make sure you throw them my way. If you agree or disagree, listen, you know what we do on Fridays. Don't act like you don't know. Come on, come on, come on. I definitely need you this week. I need you to give me some of that spunk, some of that energy. One of the first movies that they have here that they feel could easily be converted to a stage play would be Sparkle, the real Sparkle, not that garbage they made uh, in the 2000s, 1976's version of Sparkle with Irene Cara, Lynette McGee, Dwan Smith, and what's his name, Philip Michael Thomas, what's her name, Mary Alice, yeah, that one. That one would would have been really good. The soundtrack to that was really, really, really good. We discussed that a few weeks ago. So that definitely would have been a good movie for the stage. Cross Groove, wow. Now remember, I don't see these lists before I give them to you because I want my response to be the same as yours. Crush Groove, y'all, from 1985. Now, remember, Crush Groove starred Sheila E., the Fat Boys. It helped to launch Blair Underwood's, uh, what do you call that thing, his career, as he played a young Russell Simmons. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that one, y'all. I don't know about Cross Groove being on stage. I don't know if I'd play to, pay to see that one. Do the right thing. Wow. Who made, <laughs> who made this list? Come on. I'm not hearing from y'all. I need to hear from y'all because I'm like, I can't be alone in this stuff here, in this feeling here. Do the right thing with Spike Lee. Now, that launched Spike Lee, Martin Lawrence. What's her name here? This this dancer girl, Rosie Perez. Samuel Jackson was in this. Yeah, he played the DJ. Bill Nunn, Giancarlo Esposito. I'm saying this off the top of my head, y'all. I'm not looking at no list. Y'all know me. I know if I looked at the movie, I know the cast. Yeah, but I don't see that as a stage play. How do you throw? Okay, wait. How do you throw the garbage can, which was the most memorable scene in the play? Remember Bill Nunn? Yeah. House Party. Wow, House Party with Kid and Play, with A.J. Johnson, Tisha Campbell, Martin Lawrence. What's his name, the guy who passed away with the pop? Robin Harris. Remember um, the, the, what you call those, two in the window? John Witherspoon and the chick who plays his wife, Myra, um, from Martin. She plays Myra. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, y'all. Could maybe the the dance battle may have been there. Yeah, maybe I don't. Oh, full force. Remember full force was in there. Too? I don't know about that one, y'all. I don't know. The five heartbeats. Now, yes, 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 yes. The five heartbeats with um, Leon and what's his name? The one who. Got this all together I can't think of his name Come on y'all Send me the name Send me the name Um, The little guy Oh my goodness Where's Shantice? She could definitely Help me with these things Leon um, Robert Townsend Am I all alone? Y'all done went to sleep on me? Oh my goodness Of all mornings Y'all done left me out here All by myself Robert Townsend, um, what's his name? Michael somebody from uh, the one who played Eddie Kane, <laughs> Eddie Kane Jr. I think I could see five heartbeats on the stage, yeah. I could do that, I could do that. There's another couple other ones. CB4, y'all, oh, my goodness. Now, I have to tell y'all, Chris Rock, what's his name? Um, G Money, um, Alan Payne, uh, AJ Johnson, the man AJ Johnson, I think was in this. I never saw C before. I couldn't get past the cover of the of the of the, sh- of the movie. I couldn't. I just nothing drew me to that movie. What else? Eight Mile. Wow. Wow. Eight Mile with um, the white boy. What's his name? Eminem, Makai Pfeiffer was in that one. I don't know, y'all. I saw that once, couldn't go back and look at it the second time. I don't know. The Fighting Temptations. Yeah, that might that might have worked. Now, that was with Beyonce, Cuba Gooding Jr., the OJs, Angie Stone, Melba Moore, um... What's his name from uh, Lou Myers from Different World? Ah, that might have worked. That might have worked. That might have worked. That might have worked. What else? Ray. Wow. Ray with um, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, uh, Lorenz Tate, Kerry Washington. Wow. Well, uh, what's her name? Um, Regina King. Wow. Wow. I don't know, y'all. That may have worked. May 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 have worked. Hustle and Flow. That's with, um, what's his name? Terrence Howard. Taraji. Wasn't Ludacris in that? For some reason, I don't know. I don't know. I never saw Hustle and Flow. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Idlewild. Now, that's one that I did not see. That's with, um, I mean, I did a portion of it. With the, the two uh, the two singers. Oh, are they singers? Andre, what's that, 2000, 3000, and the other guy. Um, that might have worked. Outcast. Outcast, outcast, outcast. Uh, that may have worked. That may have worked. 
Soulman. Wow. That was like, that was crazy. That was the one with um, Samuel Jackson and what's his name? The one who passed away. Samuel Jackson and the comedy guy from Chicago. How can I not remember his name? I'm looking at his face right now. From He was one of the four from uh, the comedy tour, Kings, Kings of Comedy. Oh, my goodness. Shantice is not available because she'd be throwing these names all at me. Oh, my goodness. But I don't know. I don't know. I thought that was a corny. I mean, it was whack, in my opinion. I hated that movie. Oh, my goodness. Black Nativity. That's with Jennifer Hudson. Um, I can't think of who else was in that movie. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. Beyond the Lights. Ah, I've never saw that one before. I've never seen that. So I can't tell you. What in the world is Chirac with Nick Cannon? What is the world? What in the world? I don't, I've never even. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bernie Mac. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I got another Bernie Mac. I didn't see your first Bernie Mac. I'm sorry. Thank you so much. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Wow. Okay. Who else? What else can be on this? Uh, are they saying it could be? Uh, please, somebody, t- Sh- tell me if you've even seen Chirac, heard of Chirac with Nick Cannon. I ain't never even heard that one before. Uh, those are the ones that they say could actually be on Broadway. Now, I think the Temptations, and they've done the Temptations on Broadway, right? Yeah, they've done the Temptations on Broadway. It was another one that came to my mind when I was looking at this. But here's, I think, what sparked this conversation or this list. Purple Rain with Prince from back in 1984. Purple Rain will be on stage. Now, that one I've seen a few times. And... um, I wasn't a huge fan of the movie, but it could easily be um, a stage play. It could easily be a stage play. Okay. Also, Twinkie Clark, she's going to be the Clark sisters, they say. It's supposed to be a stage play. Oh, well, actually, the movie they did on, uh, uh, I can't remember who did, was, was, it wasn't Netflix. Who did, who did the movie, The Clark Sisters? It was, um, wasn't bad at all. Wasn't bad. It was quite interesting. Wasn't quite interesting. Lifetime, date. there my girl go. Thank you, Shanti. Where have you been all morning? You would leave me struggling. Yes, thank you. Lifetime. Lifetime did. We have team movie buffs in this house. Um, don't get a chance to watch a whole lot of TV. but And even when TV's playing, I'm not even watching it, really, doing something else most times. But um, 
Lifetime did the Clark Sisters, and they did a pretty good job. Um, something else I saw when I was uh, doing this list, whether I, that I thought could easily be on um, on stage, but uh, I don't I don't agree with half this with half this list. Mm. All right, well. Uh, you know, I always have a second, second uh, thing for you. Hmm. Let's see. Which one are we talking about? Let's talk about. Uh, I think I want to do the thing of the people in the grocery store. Yeah, I need to get my morning started, y'all. I need to get some fuel. So they're saying the most annoying things people do at the grocery store. Mm mm mm. Somebody says block the aisle while texting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happens. Where was I? Was I in the store the other day? I don't know what happens to people. They're like, they zone out on you. I don't get it. It's like this lady was walking, and not only was her, but it was a couple of people. They were, she was like walking really, really slowly, like in a daze and kind of glancing around and probably trying to remember what she was trying to remember <laughs> but boy it was like so annoying somebody else wrote when i'm checking out and people stand right next to me when i'm paying the cashier no one needs to be in your face when you're checking out keep your own space okay okay i can get that one i can get what that one all right mm. block the aisle by standing in the middle of it talking yeah, yeah, yeah. People who let their children run wild in the store. Ooh, mm-mm-mm. I know if there could be some children that got beat, there would be some children who got beat up in that store. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. What else annoys people? Oh, somebody said it here. People wondering, like they are the only one in the store. Pick a lane, keep moving. Yeah. Somebody put these. You know what is the most hilarious thing to me? When you see the picture of the these and the and and the meat. <laughs> when they t- they call themselves embarrassing the thieves and they take a picture of them and whatever they were caught stealing. Why is it always meat, y'all? Why are people always stealing meat? Now, I know meat is one of the most expensive things in the store, but do you really get away with stealing meat? Yo, I don't get that. Yeah, so that, that's always hilarious to me. Mm, what else they're saying? Mm-mm-mm. People walking in front of cars, without even acknowledging there are cars passing through. Yeah. People walk in, in the driveway of in parking lots like it's nothing. It's like, yo, you realize people are driving here? Oh, how about this one? Running your the cart in the back of somebody's feet. Ooh-wee. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, people who have a thousand questions at the cashier. <laughs> I just got to hit with that one. All right, how about this one? How about this one? Because, see, I know I'm infamous for this one, so people must be cussing me out all the time. 
If that sign said that it was 88 cents and it comes up 99 on that register, I'm holding up that whole line. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. But I'm wondering some of the time if y'all do this on purpose, y'all don't change them prices, hoping that people don't pay attention. I want my dime. Yes. Mm-mm. That's might, might have been one of the reasons why I picked up that particular item. And when I get to the item and it is not on sale, no, I'm sorry, that's not working. <clears throat> Cutting ahead of elderly people or not helping them. Wow. Okay, so, okay, this is the one I'm going to end with because this one really gets to me. All right, so you going food shopping. Here comes somebody looking all sad, long-faced, with their three items in their arm. <sighs> Please don't stand behind me, because, see, now I'm mad, because I got to let you go. I have to let you go. But then, when somebody else comes behind them with they few, no, you done blew it. Somebody else then took your space. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not going to work today. So you're going to have to wait on the long line. Mm. Sorry, y'all. And I'm already disabled, so I'm sorry. I didn't already let y'all go on the line, and I'm standing in extra five minutes to help you go. Oh, no. Mm-mm. One person and one person only. All righty. Well, y'all left me out there on a limb this morning. Y'all must be just as bad off as I am on this Friday. Ah. Uh. I'm going to have to wing this thing by myself today. All right. So, in the news, they are talking about this fraudulent business, especially um, here in New York. Finally, now here's the funny part. The DA, the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg Jr. Now, all the times we need him to speak up while they are... Passive about letting all of these creeps commit these crimes. They um they are now raising a lot of wind because Venmo, Cash App, and Zelle have been hitting like crazy. People are getting fraudulent um, withdrawals transfers and all kinds of things, and one of the things they have told us in this article, and I'm just going to sum it up like this, they said, do not let people in your phone. So what they have found is people are asking to use your phone, and while they are in your phone, because you have these apps, Cash App, Venmo, Zelle, open, they are able to transfer large amounts of money from your account to their account. And what they're saying is Venmo, Cash App, and Zelle, and I keep saying this, so just in case you need that reminder, they need to put second and third um, steps and stages into transferring money. Because they're saying these people are doing it with one swipe. Yeah, one scoop, they're doing it. 
thousands and, and sometimes tens of thousands have been transferred out of people's accounts. Now, here's my question, y'all. Now, maybe it's, it's me, and I guess I don't know if y'all going to answer me back, so I guess I'm talking to myself today. But here's my question. My question is, I you ask me for an emergency phone call, and that's the way I put it, because if I don't know you, it must be an emergency if you're asking me to use my phone. So I actually hand you my phone. How are you swiping? Because my thing is it takes you a hot second to dial the number. Half the people don't even know phone numbers anymore because our contacts, all we're doing is pressing names. So you're not really pressing numbers. So listen, don't be duped. Don't be duped. First of all, if someone needs to um if someone needs to use your phone, then let them use your phone. By you dialing the number and holding it up to them to speak on a speaker phone. First of all, I'm not gonna give you my phone for you to talk directly in my phone. No, we're not doing that. Too many germs. I got my own germs to deal with. But no, I'll dial the number. If you know the number, I'll dial it for you. I'm holding it out. You can talk on the speakerphone because there are times things happen. Phones die. You know, phones get broke. Anything can happen. You know, I'm not going to say things don't happen. But I'm not letting you in my phone. And I don't even have that, by the way. I do not have Cash App open because anytime, you know, you ever use your stuff, it closes down. Um, I don't have Cash App, period. But I don't have Venmo. So I don't have I, I don't have uh what's that other thing that they use, um, the thing with Apple, Apple Pay. And I know Apple Pay normally keeps open money in your account, and people can see that. Do not let people in your phone. All right, don't do it, don't do it, and don't do it. So they are really trying to crack down on them here in New York, and I wish he would fight the same way for these wretched criminals for all criminals not just that criminal what else are we talking about today Mm-mm. i have a lot of exciting things oh boy Mm-mm-mm. let's see yo did you hear about this story here in new york talk about revenge So out in Brooklyn, they have found this drug dealer's body in, like, a whole lot of pieces in an apartment out there. Yeah. So they have this missing Brooklyn drug dealer. They have found his dismembered body stashed in a Flatbush apartment. Yeah. Court Sheen Gelza, 39 years old, who was on the state sex offender registry since he was convicted of molesting a 12-year-old boy back in 2005. And he was a big-time drug dealer. They found him chopped up and stored in plastic bags inside of one of the tenants' freezers. Now, here's my question. What kind of freezer you got? 
that you could cut up a because this man looks pretty large here. You didn't cut up his body. Well, somehow or another, the interesting part of all of this is they say that the neighbors knew. Yeah, they said that they that the neighbors knew that he went in these people's apartment and never came out. <laughs> so how come nobody told? Because here's, here's, here's what I don't, I don't understand. Now all of a sudden, they putting them, uh, what do you call that thing outside when they put the candles and the flowers and all of that stuff? They got that sitting outside of the building. All sad because he dead. Y'all are liars. Because if y'all were all that concerned, y'all said everybody in the building knew it. This was common knowledge that he went inside this guy. His his last name is Steins. He's 45 years old. No, his name is McGee, Nicholas McGee. So Nicholas McGee and his girlfriend, both of them 45, they lived in the building. Somehow or another, they lured him into the apartment, or at least the man did, and killed him, cut up his body, and the man ended up going to jail out in Virginia. He's currently serving time in Chesapeake, Virginia, on an identity fraud case. And she was in the apartment. She's been living living in the apartment. Now, how are you living up in the apartment with Heather Steins with the body all cut up? Mm-mm-mm. She said back in September, the husband killed him and stuck his body parts inside the fridge after getting into a beef over drugs. And you've been li- you've been going in and out this apartment. <laughs> the people are sick, y'all. You've been going in and out this apartment. He in jail. And see, here's the thing about it. You can't say you didn't know because it's inside of the refrigerator. Listen, you knew when he killed him. You knew when he cut him up. You knew when he put the stuff in a bag, and you knew when he put it in the refrigerator. Because where you been putting your food? Next to the body parts? Oh, Lord, have mercy. How you eating this food? Because you ain't been eating out food. That's what we call food that you buy from the outside. You ain't been eating out food since September. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. So they say cops ended up responding to some tip about the body inside the house. And when they went at 6.15 in the morning, that's when they found him in the freezer. Mm-mm-mm. Well, don't mess with somebody. They're going to cut you up. And he was big. Like I said, the picture that they show, he was pretty big. He ain't no little guy. So I don't know how the guy ended up. They don't say how he was killed because I guess they don't know yet. But he must have snuck him. 
And uh, that's the only way he could have gotten this guy down. Mm, mm, mm. What else are we talking about before we get brothers on the phone today? <sighs> Let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Let me see. I want to see what we're talking about here today. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Mm, talk about getting got. They have this California woman who, and this is a crazy story. So she ends up in what they call a pot-fueled psychosis. After getting high on weed, she gets into it with her boyfriend. And she stabs him 108 times. And then she takes the knife and stabs herself in the neck. Now they say before they could disarm her, they she actually went after them with this knife. So they ended up using the baton on her, um, taser on her, and still she managed to stab herself in the neck. Well, she's not going to jail. Nope. They say she's not going to be tried for murder because this, what do you call this? this, let me get this terminology together, this pot-fueled psychosis is a thing. And that's what they're putting this on. Now, you stabbed him 108 times. I just need to know, when do you just stand there and count this? And I know they do this all the time, but I just can't even imagine just standing there one, two, 20, 33 84, who counts? I mean, this here, you've got to literally stand there and count this. And after having to, she should go to jail just because somebody had to count 108 times the fact that she stabbed somebody. Well, the family is furious because all they gave her was a two-year sentence on probation, y'all. And a hundred hours of community service. Yo, that is straight crazy. You're not going to tell me that even though you feel this was a drug-fueled murder, that you're going to let this person walk the earth free on two years probation and a hundred hours of... She didn't even get an hour for every time she stabbed the man. She stabbed him 108 times, and she only got a hundred hours of community service. What kind of judgment is this? Man, there's no justice, no judgment, no nothing. This is crazy. This is crazy. Let me talk to my men here. Where's my brother Ainsley? Mm-mm-mm. 
Good morning, Brother Ainsley. Hey, good morning, Pastor Seth. Good morning. This early Friday morning. <laughs> I'm up. I'm up. What up? What oh, up? My goodness, goodness, goodness. <laughs> we up together, my brother. We up together. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, brother yeah. Ainsley. Now we got some stories. Mm-mm-mm. I hear. I hear. I'm like, it's crazy out here. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we've got some crazy stories. All right, so we've got the guy talk about stabbing. Well, they didn't cut his body up out in Brooklyn. And My hometown of Brooklyn. You know, Brooklyn all over the place. I'm right now. Oh, okay, well, how close are you to, to uh, Flatbush? Well, Where's my peeps? <laughs> okay, all right. Those your peeps. Well, well your peeps are cutting people's bodies up. I don't know what happened. They don't. They they say he got to a beef. This guy, thirty five years old, got forty five years old, got into a beef with the drug dealer, who was also a registered sex offender. And they say that everybody in the building knew that he went into the apartment, Brother Ainsley, and never came out. They don't necessarily know what happened on the other side of the door, but somebody called in the tip only to find his body dismembered, put in plastic bags, in the refrigerator, and the freezer. Now, the girlfriend is still living in the apartment, going in and out the apartment while the boyfriend who supposedly murdered the guy is in jail out in Chesapeake, Virginia. Now, please tell me what's wrong with this story. Eric, er, it's a everything, not everything. Everything is wrong with this. <laughs> but, you know, so women, so the deceased who was a drug dealer, he was also... Um, a sex offender too. Yeah, they say that he had been on the sex register, uh, sex offender registry, since 2005 when he molested a 12 year old boy. So that's probably oh, why wow. nobody cared about the fact that he was on. He went in that apartment and didn't come out. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I would think. I, you know what? Honestly, I guess if I was living in there, I probably wouldn't care too much about him either. And yeah. I'm like, whatever going in the household is there, that household. You know, like he may have did his crime. You know, you never know how stories, you know, um, things happen. You know, just because you convicted of something, don't necessarily mean you actually did it. You know, but double with that is, you know, he's a drug dealer. So, okay, he's not a good... He's not a he's not a person of good community standing, high community standing. So, you know, you're not if you're in that if you're in that lifestyle, you know, you, you got you got to it, it come with, you know, stuff like this, you know. So he went in there. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't come out. <laughs> but <what's>, but, but <laughs> oh my you god! Know, Cause you're in that, you know, that lifestyle. Cause you don't, you never know where where something's gonna go down at. Cause you gotta, gotta watch your back, watch your side, watch the people you're with, watch what you say, what you don't say, watch what other people say. 
you know, it's a whole lot with that, man. So, and, and you know, so, you know, so you go to my house, I don't know if you felt secure, you know. Um, you know, I guess maybe I haven't seen too many of the, you know, these, um, the mafia movies, how many people get hit. You know, they say, oh, we need you to go take a trip somewhere. And no, they ain't coming back. You know, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. You well, know, my question, so that, Brother Ainsley, is, okay, so how y'all know he didn't come back out the apartment? Yeah, so everybody know he didn't come out the apartment. Everybody didn't know he didn't come out the apartment. He, they just talking and talk. Word has it that he did not come back out the apartment. So, you know, uh, you know, it, yeah. You know, you got beef with somebody, you know, you gonna really take a chance on go and see to me that ain't street that ain't street thoughts. I don't know. I don't know, brother Ainsley. But let me see what you yeah. think about this next story. What about mm-hmm. this story of this how do they call it? This uh Wait, I had the word. I had it, I had it, I had it. This um Drug thing. Hold on. Wait. Here we, wait. 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 Now. Can you think of the terminology? Because I I can't find it. I can't find it. You talking about the you talking about the woman who smokes some weed, yes. got some bad weed. Pot fueled psychosis. That's the one. That's the word I'm looking for. Pot fueled psychosis. She stabbed the um the man. Well, her boyfriend. 108 times, and all she's going to have to do is spend two years on probation and 100 hours of community service. <laughs> you know what? Like, you know, listen, I, I, I don't smoke weed. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I want to know where she got this weed at. I mean, because what, what kind of weed gets you... So we make people mellow out. It's philosophical. Make you want to get some munchies afterwards and stuff. Like that. <laughs> That's the way it used to do you. That's the way it used to do you. The weed that they got out here now. That's not what it's doing to you anymore. So, um, so my thing is, so is it like, was she, was she, I mean, okay, was it purchased with knowing that that's the effect of it? You know what I'm saying? No. Mm-mm. Nope, not according to this. They're saying that she purchased the weed, thought she was getting regular weed. Somehow or another, she ended up wigging out. Yep. Cannabis-induced psychotic disorder. She had an adverse reaction to the marijuana and suffered what they call a cannabis-induced psychotic disorder. Yeah, you know, okay, you know, as bad as it sounds, you know, because first I was willing to throw underneath the throw underneath the jail, but you know, again, I don't drink or smoke, but or smoke, you know, smoke weed, but I can say that if you just have say a glass of wine and you just have an adverse reaction, and it makes you psychotic through no fault of your own, I mean, are you really truly responsible for everything that does happen? And I could see, and I thought, okay, like, you know, some people may, I don't know, lace or add some other component to the weed or some, um, what they call it, I don't know how to do the fentanyl or, other, you know, other cocaine or whatever you want to add to it. 
because you know they just want to combine the high with. If you do, if it was something like that, I could say definitely she got to go underneath the jail. Um, even if it wasn't a first reaction, but if it was just like simple weed, like that same weed, somebody else smoked it and they just get they mail out and you know get philosophical and want to get some money afterwards, then um, as much as I would hate to. I kind of have to give her a pass. Someone have a pass on it, though. All right, let's see what your brothers have to say, and because I, I have a I, question, I want to hear what they got to say too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I, 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 so I was ready to throw under the bus. You know, I'm ready. Well, okay. look, you know, what you got to do, but you know. Okay. Okay. We gonna find out what they think. I have a question, and I'll ask after they finish, and maybe y'all can come. If if they haven't said it, then maybe um. And I'm not reading any of the. I'm not reading any of these. Um, any responses yet? I want to see what the men have to say. I want to. I want to see if you all say what I'm thinking. Hold on, brother Angel. Let's see what Pastor okay, KL one question, has one question. to say. Yes. One question. Is this illegal weed or this is illegal weed? No, it's illegal weed. It's regular street weed. Oh, Ill- illegal weed. Oh, I thought talking like. Yes. Uh, no, no, if it's illegal, we... Oh, no, okay, that changes things. Oh, yeah, she got going to jail. I'm about that. Okay, all right. Okay. All right, okay. okay. All right. All right. That makes so, okay, so, you, so that that that's where you stand. She should be thrown underneath the bus. Yeah, got to go. Okay, dokie. Got to go, got to go, got to go. All righty. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, good morning, everyone. How y'all doing? I'm okay, thanks. Hey, I'm good okay. morning. Just pushing through, pushing through here this morning. Pushing through. How are you? How are you doing over there? Oh, man, I'm just peachy, just peachy. Thank you. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> so we've got the New York City drug dealer out here in Brooklyn, out in Flatbush, who was in some kind of beef with his neighbor. He's a drug dealer, so they're in a beef over drugs. He's on the sex offender registry, and he goes into this man's apartment, and they say that it is common knowledge. He never came out. Well, somebody phoned that in, and the girlfriend still, the guy and the woman lived in the apartment. girlfriend still lives there. He is serving time in the Chesapeake, Virginia jail system. And the drug dealer went in, did not come out. They find his body dismembered in plastic bags in the refrigerator and freezer. Wow. What are we talking about here? Vengeance? Revenge? At this point, yeah, I mean, there there was definitely a, 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 a a deeper beef. But for the community, you know, they said, well, we got we, we got two birds and one stone. You know, he was killing folks with the drugs, and he was touching folks, you know, saying illegally. So they, they didn't mind that he didn't come back out. You know, we got we got a predator off the street. It's a doggy dog world. Now, for, for okay. the woman who's, who's still for the woman who's still living there, I, 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 I guess it's better than being a migrant. You got some place to stay. You know, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
don't know if I'll be eating out that refrigerator, Pastor Gail. I'm going in and out of that refrigerator. I don't know. I ain't going to be that hungry. I don't know. She's been living there with this dead body since September in this freezer. Yeah, that, that, so. Wow. She should have went to jail, too. Well, that's that. That's the other thing. They don't have that she's been arrested. As a matter of fact, they said that she wasn't. So Yeah, but, but, but if you've been living there all this time, I mean, I'm sure you opened and closed that refrigerator to get the orange juice. You know, you might have moved the head to the side to get some eggs or something like that. But, you know, you know this stuff is in there. Well, well, Pastor KL, I just happened to look in this article, and it says that they found the body inside the home, and it was dismembered in the refrigerator that was sealed with tape. Oh, you definitely know now. Who got a refrigerator in their house sealed with tape, and you ain't eating out of it? Oh, all righty. All righty. So they really snagged her now. But she was not arrested. She was not arrested. So I'm, I'm really, we're going to follow this story because I want to know what they end up coming up with. Now, let's go to this next story about the woman out in California. And uh, she pled guilty, involuntary manslaughter, after she stabbed her boyfriend 108 times while high on cannabis a pot fueled psychosis after getting high on drugs they gave her two years probation and 100 hours of community service good bad what you think well first i like to say you know thank god this wasn't out back in my day because I, you know i was an angry child and i wanted to kill a lot of folks and I, if I knew I was going to get two years of probation to smoke a joint, just to smoke a joint, one joint, you know, that's what we called it back in the days, one joint. You know, they say blunts now. But if I could just get two years of probation and kill who I want to, man, thank God it wasn't for me. And, you know, as, as, as you know, Brother Angie was talking about, well, did they know? Well, no, it ain't no cigarette box where it says it can cause cancer. You know, you gonna take a a, a, a bag of a, a bag of weed. It ain't gonna have no no warning signs on it. So you take it a, you take it a chance, no matter what you buy. There's nothing such thing as regular weed. Weed is going to is going, is going to alter your brain at some point. Whether it it, it, it mellows you out, whether it, it makes you eat, whether you go crazy, it, it's an altering drug. There's no. Give me the regular. Give me the mild weed. You know, I'll take the extra spicy. (laughs) I just don't understand. (laughs) All righty. Two have spoken. Let's see what our brother Al has to say. Good morning, brother Al. Hold on, get away from the monkey tree. Top top of the morning, top top of the morning. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, missed your voice, brother Al. Missed your voice. Thanks for joining us this morning. All right, brother Al. We got in your neck of the woods, the New York City drug dealer, who got into a beef with his neighbor, 
and now they find his body all chopped up, dismembered in a refrigerator. Uh, with the refrigerator taped up, they were able to identify his body because of the tattoos that were on his body from the sex offender registry and uh, photos from when he was in jail. Now, what you thinking? Well, they 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 had him. They they was waiting for him because you know, like you said, you got a refrigerator and yeah, you got tools to dismember the body. That was that was a setup. They they he must have sold them some bad stuff, and and uh, they set him up to come through because the refrigerator is the refrigerator is all of a sudden empty enough to hold a body, and you had tools to up everything. So man, they had that plan. That was that was one hundred percent plan right there. Oh yeah, that was 100% plan. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, all of a sudden your refrigerator, uh, em- all of a sudden your empty, and you can put a body in it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and you just happen to have tools or saw and all that stuff. You just happen to have that laying around. Oh no, 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 sir. They said they, that, was, uh, that was a setup. They're waiting on him. Something to think about. Something to think about, brother Al. Something to think about. All right. So about what about this woman? in California who only got two years probation and 100 hours of community service for cutting up the body. I'm sorry, for stabbing the man 108 times. Well, she's connected. She's connected. The judge of them said, if we don't give her a life sentence, I might be next. You know, because you charge with cutting up the body and all the other stuff, and then you 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 just get probation. You know, if I'd have known that, I'd I'd have took the out a long time ago if I'd known that. <laughs> you know, so so she yeah, somebody knows something. You know, what I'm saying they connected with the mob or something, and you know the judge was putting the position and saying, okay, you know what, I got to do something because then the public don't get at me, but then I can't do too much. Because I'm gonna get sent for too, so I, I, that, that's crazy. So I, I think she's connected. Mm. You sound like Pastor Charlin. Pastor Charlin will say, "Who do you know in the system?" Yeah, this is this is a weird, this is a weird case. You know, the, to me, and I said I had a question that had just been racing through my mind. My question is, all right, so. Mm-mm-mm. How in the world would you know what, why, why would you call it cannabis-induced psychotic disorder? You don't know what she smoked. Did y'all really have what she smoked later? They don't say any of that inside of the article. They don't say they collected the um, the, the the pot she smoked. It was left, something left laying around. It's none of that. So how do you know that you how do you how are you able to call this that? I I don't know. To me that that doesn't sound right. So you smoke weed, you go off, you stab somebody 108 times, and now they can put it on cannabis induced psychotic disorder. How do you know what she smoked? No, I'm sorry, no, that's too much. That's too much. That's too much to be put on there. They don't say. I, I, I agree with you. They, they, no. they put a big word to it to throw people off. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Let's, let's, 
let us put this big word on this and that'll throw people off. Yeah, how do you know what she smoked? It doesn't say that they took what they found and they you know, they sent it to the lab and yeah, you know, how you know how you doing all of this? How we and not only that, my thing is I don't care what happened to you when you smoked the weed. But you voluntarily smoked the weed. You smoked the yeah, weed voluntarily. I'm, I'm, Nobody I'm, I'm like forced you. All this, <laughs> I'm like Millie Jackson. All this stuff starting to add up, and I don't need a calculator to add it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, no, this is just too much. It's just too much. You're not gonna. You're not gonna much. put that. No, you, that that, that thing is. You know, you're not doing all of this. Who's that talking? And it only happened to her, right? And it only happened to her. She's the only yeah. one. That's the only. This is the first time. The only one I ever heard that happen to. So you, you the special one, right? Right. That's too much. That's right. too much for me. And and I'm saying to myself, I don't think it's fair. You know, I I don't blame the family for being you know in an uproar, because you smoked the weed, regardless of what the weed did to you. You voluntarily put this weed in your system, and anybody knows that whatever you put in, you know, whatever you pick up and you put in your system, you don't know what it's going to be. You don't know if someone's laced it. You don't know what the the potency is. You don't know how your body is going to handle it, and now you get excused because you put some foreign substance in your body and you end up losing it? Nah, Mm-mm. that is that's messed up. That is messed up. No, that is definitely not good. Definitely not good. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. There could never be an excuse, in my opinion, for you getting that kind of time. You don't serve any time. You serve no time whatsoever. Nah, y'all didn't lost your mind. You didn't lost your mind. Mm-mm-mm. All right. <sighs> Yes. So, I mean, I agree with you. I hear what you're saying, but come on, see, I, I was, I was presuming that we was talking because now, you know, I know like in some places, or I think in most places, again, I don't know. But I thought smoking weed was legal now, so I thought I'm thinking, okay, well, with that, there are certain precautions. You know, I don't think you could be but so potent and stuff like that. You know, so. With that, I can see, okay, if it was legal, then I could see some some level of, okay, excuse, something you could be excused somewhat. But if it's illegal, you just went and just got anything and everything, then no. You know, so, but suppose that, it, but you, you feel the same way if it was legal weed. Yes. I don't care what it is, you still put it in your body. <laughs> Okay. I, I got a question because you know I, I I got a question because Alabama you know it, it's not legal. So my question to to you guys who it's legal is so because it's legal do you do you not have drug dealers anymore? You is, sure is a drug do. dealer off the street? Yeah. So I mean you they do. I mean no they, they not selling legal yeah. drugs. They still they cannot go to jail. They do not go to jail anymore for selling weed. You can actually sell weed. They don't. I, I've seen them sitting out on the corner here, or you know, in front of the stores with their tray of, wow. of weed, and it, it nobody bothers them. They're sitting out there. 
Really? Okay. Well, I've been looking for a side. I've been looking for a side hustle. Maybe I need to move back to New York. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 Pastor Kel, what they are now called is legal drug dealers. It's a job now. Instead of being illegal, wow. you're a legal drug dealer now. So now it's not drug dealer anymore. You are a pharmaceutical supplier. Oh wow! It's your title now. <laughs> Where did they get it from? I mean, do they get it from from reputable places? I, I'm just curious. They get it from uh, anywhere. Yeah, they, they they have a they have a, a farm. It's so crazy. They have a farm that grows this stuff, and they and, and they get it from there. Just like I, you you know, if, if you a grocery store and you order from this place to get this and that, same thing with these. They they get a place. Well, are you issued a license? Yeah. Are you issue a only if license? you only if you're in a store. Yeah. Only if you have a store. Mm-hmm. Only if you have, have a store, store yeah. because because that's been that's been the big they they have a big issue now because what's happened is once they made it legal they they gave um, and we did the story here they gave people an opportunity to apply for a license to open up shops. And what happened was everybody and their mama popped up a shop. So then they started last year, they started saying to the landlords that they were going to find the landlord for renting to these weed shops who did not have a license from the state to operate. So it's out of hand. It's straight out of hand now. Because they found that everybody was opening up a shop. All they had to do was go to the landlord, rent a spot, put a sign out that says, you know, weed shop, smoke weed, whatever it said, and you were up and running. And then they were like, well, wait a minute. You didn't get a license. And you know what that means? You're not paying taxes on that license. So, therefore, everybody and their mama was opening up a store. So now they now started cracking down on the stores that were open but who were not licensed because they specifically, and as a matter of fact, don't y'all remember us doing a story? We did the story about them giving a license to those who had been in jail. Remember they had served time for selling right, right. drugs? And they all, you, if you were a family member of someone who had gone to jail, oh my gosh, someone who had gone to jail for selling drugs, you got first dibs at the license. So they actually wow. have people who who are sitting on the street right now. You could walk outside right now and see them with trays sitting on the sidewalk with weed, different different variations of weed. Wow. Well, you have someone what? who wants to speak. We have a caller. You got like 60 seconds to talk. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. All right. All right, Shantis, you got 60 seconds. What you got? Good morning. I just hope everyone is paying attention to how God is continuing to show that this nonchalant attitude towards me he is showing what weed really is and what it really does. We know someone who is serving time for the rest of his life now because he went to a party, got upset, he could not get in. He left, he went and smoked something that was laced with angel dust. 
I don't know. I don't remember if he knew it was Mason or not. And him and somebody else went back to the party and lit the party up, started shooting everywhere, and killed some people. And he is now in jail for the rest of his life. So how is it okay that you chose to do this? No one slipped you a Mickey, <laughs> and now you've served no time. So in my opinion, this is sending the message that weed is still okay. Weed doesn't do anything to you. It's not a drug. And if something does end up happening, you're not held liable. I think it's a, a disgusting message to send out, and they really need to start cracking down more on it. Oh, thank you. Good point. Good point. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Yeah. All right. So there you have it. There you have okay. it. You know what's funny to me? Um, some of the names, like you said, because they, they're, you know, they're getting the license and they're just popping up. But like you said, the crackdown is that they're getting at these landlords. If you, you know, you rent out to this person and they don't have a license, they, they you know, get the landlord. But it, it, it just shows, like, how the people just don't care. Like, I, I, w- I was driving and I saw a spot that said, and the name of the spot was, how you doing? <laughs> HIV. And I just couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> like, the names they come up, that's what we need to check out. We need to check out some oh, of the names. And, and it still said, how you doing? And then I got one, one store I saw that said, come in and say hi. And I'm sitting there like, wow. Wow. Because it's a joke one to them. Could come fly with me. What's the one I said, come fly wow. with you. Wow. Where you it's going? I'm going over to come fly with you. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. And and that's what this is indicating, that, you know, even based on your name, it, it's a joke. You know, and, and it doesn't matter. Even, because, see, here's, here's my thing. Here's my thing. And it kind of goes back to Pastor Kale's question. So, Let's say for argument's sake, you gave these people a license to sell. Somebody goes in that store, they buy life, they buy the drug, they come out and they kill somebody like this. What do you do with them? What do you do with them? What do you do with them? Who are you now holding accountable? So it's the same. I mean, at same this point, premise. you can't. Right, you can't. that's I, what I'm I, saying. If I, if, if I go in the store and buy some new parts and then. Four years down the line, I got cancer. Do I go back to that same store I was buying a new car? Right. That's what I'm saying. It it really stretches your question. Who do you now hold liable? I don't know. And and you know, Pastor Stuff, what else is, um, what else, you know, like you said, looking at this situation, right? And it's so crazy because it just shows as us as a people. And when I say us as a people, I'm talking about us color folks how we have to step our game up. You know, even in this situation with this, they sell this week. White people are still taking advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? So now you got you got these white folks that say, okay, this weed is illegal. Okay, you know what? Nah, we ain't going to no store selling this stuff. We're going to become the distributor. So I'm, I was looking at a documentary last week, and this it was this white lady. She was in corporate America up in there making, I'm making, making great money. And she talked with a friend of hers. She has a weak form. I mean, she got a, she had enough money to stuff, but she bought a building. She quit her job. She's making so much money from 
distributing that she quit her job. She grows it herself. Like she got a greenhouse, she got chemistry. That you know, guys that think they doing chemistry and, and they making it so even with this, us color folks still settle for well, I'm over the store and I'm just gonna sell it. But these white folks say, you know what? I'm not gonna be in the limelight like that. I'm gonna sit back here and distribute it to you guys. I'm gonna grow it and give it to you. You do the selling, I'm gonna do the growing. You know, and I, I was looking at that and I was just like, Wow, even in a situation like this, you know, us as color folks still dig down to the bottom. You know, and it, I was just like, wow, that's, that's just crazy. I, I mean, you had to see this. When this woman was making so much money, she bought, like, these two buildings on a whole block. She bought the whole block and made one big building, and she got all her stuff in there. She, like I said, she hired chemistries and everything to make sure everything grew right. And she quit her job, and she's sitting back making millions of dollars. I'm like, wow. And us, we just settled for, well, I'm going to try to open me a little store and sell it, you know. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Well, we ain't got the money not- to go open up no two buildings. Yeah, but you, know what? you sell it enough, you will. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You know, um, Al, when you brought that up, it made, made, made me think about something that uh, I recall about a couple of years ago, maybe more than that. Um, I, I remember something that uh, Steve Harvey was, he was talking about investing. That how much he invested in this one, um, this before it became legal, but I guess whatever state that first it became legal and whatnot, right? And I know a partner of mine who does a lot of investing, and we're talking about then, you know, how much money could be made, not with just selling the weed, but everything else that comes with it, the paper, the pipes, all the accessories and stuff like that. And they were trading buying shares of companies that were going to disrespect it, that was doing business for that part of it and how much money they had made already, but how much way more they're going to be making over 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 the course of time and stuff like that. I just wasn't involved in that. Cause I was like, uh, I just, it didn't, it, it, it left a bad taste in my, in my mouth. It was like, okay, can I really support, put money, you know, make money off of this, and I didn't know fully everything about the whole the whole thing, but still, I'm saying, but there's a lot of money to be made out besides the weed. It's everything else that goes along with it, like the paper, the piping. Um, they never all punch all the stuff. There's a lot of materials that's needed for the for the farmers and stuff like that. It is a huge business. It just makes this uh, cross my mind when you know, we mention that, and so it's there's a lot to it. Well, not only that, it, when you think about it, when you think about it like that, um, Brother Ainsley and, and Brother Al, think about the fact that Jamal Bryant wanted to set all of this up for the church. All yeah. of this, he wanted to. He wanted to be the one that bought the two, the two blocks, you know, or the block, the two buildings on the block, set it up. He would have been the one who got all of the the the, uh, the accessories and all of this because this is what he wanted to do. He wanted to set this up for the church to go into this business so that he could teach his people entrepreneurship. So here's the man the of thing. God had so a let's vision. Let's go back. Right now, now let's go back. So the church now sells the weed. And someone goes out <laughs> and stabs someone 108 times. 
what the, what happens with the church? They Nobody make our money back in eulogies. Nobody thinks that far. The same question we're asking about, okay, so they go by from the legal man that you have given a state license to, you go and let that person purchase legally while it's the same thing the church was getting ready to do. Set it up so that people could purchase it legally. What do you do when these type of results end up happening? What happens? Nobody's thinking. Everybody's thinking about right. the money. You're 100% right. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm listening to what you said, Pastor. So, so what you do? You, you give out you, you give out a, you give out a daily bread book, booklet and also a flyer to buy weed. God bless you, brother. But down there on the corner, we have you know we got supplies for you. It's crazy. That's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happens. It, it this is this is really bad because this this is this is carte blanche to allowance. Just, just let it all happen. All right. Speaking yep. of the speaking of the church, there's uh this was submitted. They have this Ohio pastor who's been charged with zoning violations for housing people who are homeless and now the city and the state are both working against him. This is one crazy story. It was like the more I read, the crazier it got. So what ended, What happened was the church started using their first floor to allow people to sleep there um, who were homeless. People were, were bona fide homeless people. And someone called it in, and now they have not only stopped him from doing this, but they are now fining him. It's not even, it doesn't even stop there. So they've said that the zoning laws disallow him from allowing people to sleep on the premises. Not only that, but they're claiming that they're allowing people criminal mischief, trespassing, overdosing, larceny, harassment, and disturbing the peace, as well as sexual assault, is all supposed to be going on in order for them to stop, in order for them to stop him from letting the people sleep there. All of this is to stop him from letting people sleep there. So they've got this huge harassment, they're calling it a harassment campaign, where they, have, they go there multiple times a week. They pop up trying to find them doing something wrong. Now, they haven't arrested him, but this is all, it's worked its way all down to the mayor and the governor's office, they say. 
where they are, the mayor and the governor, are also a part of shutting down this place called Dad's Place. Now, why it's called Dad's Place, I don't know. Maybe it's, this is where God, maybe God is the dad. I don't know. They don't say where the name come from, came from. I thought it was kind of a weird name. But they're saying that um, they have 18 separate criminal charges against him. They don't, they have made it very clear. They do not want the people sleeping there. They do not want this used for homelessness. What kind of world are we living in, Brother Al? I think they're crazy. You know, like, the man is trying to help. You know, you know I, I don't listen to the story. I'm getting, like, you know, they're jealous because you're not helping the people. So here comes somebody helping people. It is making the government, it's making the mayor, it's making y'all look bad because here's this man who's not a governor official. You know, he's a pastor. He has a church. And he's helping his fellow brothers. He's helping his fellow brothers. They're not outside. They're not doing that. They're inside sleeping instead of being out in the cold and stuff. And y'all really want to take this man down? That's nothing but the enemy right there. Nothing nothing but the enemy. And he's making them look bad because they know they should be doing something. Mm. Brother Ainsley, this is something that the mayor and the governor have joined in to shut dad's place down. What seems to be the problem? Um... I'm a little confused with that because I'm like, okay, first of all, then on a on a local city, town, village, and then county and statewide, what are you doing? I, my question is, what, what what are they doing for the homeless and whatnot? What has been successful or what not has been successful wherein homeless people can now find the church as their option? Is their only option, and, and you know. So my thing is, it, it, presuming that the past, that's he's doing all all things right for the right reasons and stuff like this. All, all, my 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 response to that will be, all right. To me, people don't like to be exposed and put put a light on their on their, their bad behavior. What is wrong with helping somebody who is less fortunate than you? All their job is there to serve and help those, everybody, those who are homeless or not. Because sometimes because, because somebody is homeless don't necessarily mean they don't have a job or they're not trying to participate in society in other ways and stuff like that. So they're obligated to help those people there. So now if, they're not going, if, not, if you're not going to help the pastor, don't hinder. So my thing, if I was the pastor in that community, to me it's got to be more of the community and say, hold up. The pastor doing this. Who you? If you ain't if you ain't going to help, don't hinder. If you keep on doing this, then we will put you out of office next time for you to come around. Don't you know? To me, this got to be more of a community thing to to put people like no 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 no. When other people would say no, you better, you better leave this pastor alone, leave this church alone, leave this congregation alone, leave these homeless people alone. Then they will leave them alone. Because you know, let their let their job be on the line for that nonsense and stuff like that. Because, you know, that, that's pure hatred, really. That, that's really pure hatred. Why are you going to, you going to, 
hurt and hinder on the home on the, on the homeless. And apparently he ain't asking you for help. So I just I think it's, it's I think it's, it's terrible. But I think you know um, I think if as long as you're doing the right thing, he, they should be persevere and and and, and, and overall um, be victorious. All right, Pastor KL, what say you? Well, well, I, I think that there's no kickback. You know, the, the city and the state is not getting any kickback for this and, and, and helping. So they, they don't really benefit. You know, as I understand that, that the homeless shelter um, that they had, had, it was crowded, had too many people. That's why we opened up this, this thing, the church. You know, so, so at, at some point, the man of God is, is trying to do what, what the church is supposed to do. You know, so when, when, when we don't do what, what they think we're supposed to do, we get a black eye. When we do what they think we're supposed to do, we get a black eye. So either way, we can't win the fight. You know, it's almost like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You know, here we are trying to be that pillar for the community, you know, and instead of congratulating me or thanking me for helping you, you know, because I get nothing from it, then, then you're still trying to persecute me. You're still at this point where I've done nothing wrong but give me Barabbas. Mm-hmm. Well, talk about landlords. <laughs> they, the city is supposedly threatening the church's landlord if they don't evict the church from the property. That's how deep this is. So now the pastor has filed a lawsuit against the city. So this is really, I mean, the gloves are off at this point because you're you're going that far. You're going that far. They're trying to pull out all kinds of fire codes, um, all kinds of things. They're trying to pull out, and any time you're going to go to the landlord and ask the landlord to evict these people, you are really out of control. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, we're going to follow this story as well, gentlemen, and see how, you know, how far this goes. I really would like to see how this is. I can't imagine, you know, as you both have, as all three of you have said, I can't imagine the, the people in the community not raising, you know, enough noise to set, you know, this really a fire in the right way. Thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation, and we pray that you have a blessed weekend. You too, thank you, thank you, thank you. Right thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Uh, let's get this benediction. Oh, we're going back old school. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Number 622 through 26. Well, you know, we haven't had this in a minute, but we don't want to miss this opportunity to wish 
one of our most dedicated listeners a very, very, very happy birthday. Happy birthday, Auntie Pam. Woo! Happy birthday. Thank you so much for who you are to us, uh, the Due Time crew, who you are to this broadcast uh, ever since we started back in May of 2020. You have been one of the most dedicated listeners could not do it without you, would not be here without you. Um, thank you so much for your encouragement, for your loyalty, for your dedication, for always, you know, sending little um, uh, commentary on the news, sending us new news. We really, really, really would not uh, be able to function without your loyalty you know i don't think you all realize how much um it means to us to have all of you in our corner those of you who call in or log in every day to you know just support us and you know we've been here three and a half years going on four years and you know a lot of shows don't make it but because of you know, those of you who make sure not only that you listen, but that you let us know you're listening. Um, it is really with your great support that you keep us encouraged. Uh, we pray that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you. It's been a rough year um, for you. But you know what? Stay encouraged. God will definitely pull you through. He has not left you nor forsaken you. He will not leave you nor forsake you going forward. And we're so grateful for your good health, for your right frame of mind. And despite all, um, we know that you are blessed and know that you're blessed. Thank you so much again. Happy birthday, Auntie Pam. We love you, Uncle Bob. Uh, you mean the world to us. And may you have a blessed one. Uh it's been a wonderful week, um, a short week. Pastor Steph is still not feeling the best, so we are going to sign off a little earlier today. So let me just say, you've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you, men, for sending us into a thought-provoking weekend. Thank you all for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity, even if you've given Christ your life. Strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now. Later is not promised to any of us. Until Sunday, God spares, where we're in the Word Prayer Project prayer room. Come on in the room and see what we got to pray about this week. Until then, God spares. I love you.
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.